Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. everybody and welcome back to the triple jump podcast it's a video game podcast my name is ben my name is peter and my name is ashton welcome hello Hello. everyone to the podcast hope you're doing well you guys doing all right yeah surprisingly well maybe not surprisingly i think because we're ashton and i are certainly very tired are you tired ben i'm feeling pretty tired you're tired surprisingly considering how tired we all are there's i think there's a weird almost upbeat hysterical energy in this room four day weekend Yeah. yeah Right. It's a bank holiday oh weekend. Oh my god, it's a bank I forgot it was a four-day weekend. You're off tomorrow and Monday. Oh my god, I'm going to sleep so good. I'm off for 10 days. So, yes. Yeah. Um, I will be on Holly Plop's next podcast. But yeah. And the, one of the Sorry. reasons that Peter's on Holly Plop's yeah. is because it's his birthday. Peter's, Peter's going to be 69, 69 years, years old. young. Nice. And so... As is tradition on oh, the podcast, pr- before or on your birthday, you receive a special present a from special your two present. best pals, Ben and Ashton. Or... You kept this quiet. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Sometimes I... I see you walking in with a carrier bag, but it didn't happen this, this time. This morning, Ben kicked your present at me. And I, then... <laughs> I threw it under the desk at Ashton, and, <laughs> and then, then Ashton like... came in last as I stood there and obscured your view. Yeah, and, and I held it under the table well so you done. couldn't see it. It was proper espionage. Would you like your birthday present? I'd love it. Happy, please. happy birthday. It's, it's even Happy, wrapped. happy it's birthday. birthday. Christmas wrapped happy, 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 happy. It's all I have at home. Happy, happy birthday. is on it. Peter birthday next year, week, next week, and next year, hopefully, if he's a good boy. It's a cardboard box. And Shipping address, Ben that's that's fine. It's just a work address. Office. Yeah, and it's all right. Address on box. Goodness me. He's getting in there. I'm getting in. What could it be? It's some paper. Some paper. Some paper. Oh my god. Qu'est-ce <laughs> say? It's is this Team Topelagus or whatever his name is? I think it's a better name than that. <laughs> yeah, I think. It's I really, really enjoyed good. the name. I can recognize him through the polythene, and he is a flipping background character as well, so I'm pretty impressed that I got Team Toe alone. It's Team Toe Pagalis. Pagalis? Team, team Toe Pagalis? Uh-huh. Pagalis? I don't know. What is it, though? Describe it. Um, so this is one of the pod racers from the pod race in Star Wars Episode One. He is also, though, you might not even know this, he features in the PS1 video game <gasps> as, like, a 
fairly significant character. Well, of course, we knew that. That's why Video we yeah. that's why we related. got it. In those RPG style levels in Mos Espa, he is getting drunk in the cantina and you have to Fantastic. buy him drinks to get him to give you information. Oh, God, maybe I have encountered him then yeah. at some point. Um, so he says, uh, don't forget to bet on me. <laughs> things like that. That actually does sound very familiar. This mm-hmm. is, but this Peter is really likes weird little action boys and yeah. girls. And we were looking for like knockoff like off-brand stuff and i don't know if this is official it, it, i think it is i think it might be yeah but um, said it was official in the ebay list we saw anyway. a couple of really good unofficial ones mm-hmm. but they were really expensive they can be really expensive mm-hmm. so yeah. we got you an actual official one for that weird little hey, dude that is just as good if not better because now on my shelf at home i can put it not on the knockoff figures shelf but yeah. on the star wars shelf the star mm. wars shelf he can go next to darth vader yeah and then you've got team topa gallus <laughs> yeah. yeah everyone's favorite star man yeah mm-hmm. happy, is... birthday, happy peter. birthday peter thank you that's uh, there are some even funnier named uh races where uh, in in the star wars episode one game hmm. um that are just they're just actual actual words i can't even think of what they are i'll, I'll have a look surreptitiously while okay. we're doing an answer at some point i hope and, they uh, have action figures because then that's we've got an unlimited supply yeah, yeah. Year on present. Year. another I one it's more unhinged background i just like Star how Wars he's characters. standing in the, the he he's like, like he's fully won. arms up like don't forget to bet on me yeah best day of his life there he is yeah, all won. of the, the things Excellent. on the back are in i think they're in chinese yeah it's all in oh are they are chinese look at the japanese back. i'm not sure on the i think back it there. might be japanese actually well that's great good stuff there we are Happy birthday. Thank you, guys. That's lovely. You're very welcome. But enough about your birthday. Yeah. It's time to talk about all the fun we had this week during our sponsor. The reason we're talking about it isn't because it was sponsored, but because it was actually a lot of fun. And also, we need to clear some stuff up because there's been a big misunderstanding with some of you. That's right. Uh, We were sponsored by 2K to play WWE 2K23 this week. We had a fantastic cross-promotional inter-brand battle between Cultaholic and Triple Jump. Uh, Some of you created uh, characters for us. You know, we asked for that a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we all went head-to-head. And it was great fun. And we said uh, the VOD... Will not be going up on the on the uh, on the VODs channel. It's going to be a once in a lifetime opportunity. You need to come and watch yeah. it now. Some and of the you... confusion I think also spurred spurred from the fact that we were also doing it on Twitch. Yes. and we're not going to be streaming on YouTube for a couple of weeks. And there was a big confusion that we were never ever going to be uploading videos VODs to YouTube again, mm. which is not the case. No. They go on the VODs channel. We just weren't uploading this VOD. Yes. So some of you took that to mean that we are never uploading any VODs ever again, which is not true. No. And then some of you, upon realizing that actually there is a VOD of this going out, the reason we're not uploading it is because there's an extra special edited version going up on the Cultaholic YouTube channel on Sunday at 7 p.m. It's going to be really good. You should watch it. You should watch it. Some of you then decided, oh, well, then I'm not watching the live stream because I can watch it there. But it's completely different. It's different. The live stream version was with all of us sat there. It, you know, you could hear us. Having we were mic'd up, having a good time. This version's an edited version where there's going to be no people. Us. You can't see us. So if you missed the live stream and you thought, I'm just going to watch the VOD, you missed out. Mm-hmm. You missed out. The VOD will still be good. The VOD will still be amazing. We are, we are all in it, yeah. but not 
in live form. Live action. No, no, it's going to be pay per view style, very exciting with all sorts of wonderful promos. And yes, backstage shenanigans and mm-hmm. pre filmed bits. It's going to be really good. So check that out on Sunday. Thank you to all of you who came along to the live stream. And we're sorry for the confusion. There was a lot of you, to be fair. The VODs channel will continue to be operational. It's mm-hmm. just this one and because it was always going on the Cultaholic side. I now feel that I should say, given that that sort of confusion so easily happens, yeah. it's not actually going to be pay per view. No, it's no, not. No, no. It's pay per view style. Pay per view yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. It's as yeah, though yeah, it's yeah. a wrestling show. Yeah. So don't worry. You're don't not worry. missing out on anything. It's no. just one stream that won't be uploaded to the VOD channel. Yeah. Everything else is normal. And while we've got you. Promise. As we've said before, just to be triple, triple clear, joint streams going forwards are going to be on Twitch. That's not indicative of anything to do with VODs. It's just instead of doing them on YouTube, we're going to do them on Twitch for a while because we're just going to try it out. So catch us on Thursdays on Twitch. There will still be streams on YouTube occasionally, but it'll probably be live reactions to big events and things like that. (gasps) But the stream was really fun, wasn't it? Yes, I had a lovely time. I did some wrestling and I learned how to do it. Peter, did you figure out those names of those weird people? Slide parameter, <laughs> which that's just a, sounds like just a, a death that's tool. That's really yeah. good. And also toy dampener. Wow. If we could get you could a toy, you get dampener, a toy, toy, toy dampener. Oh, my God. God. We'll have to look. Ridiculous. Uh, we did also, uh, talking about the 2K23 stream, promise our wonderful community who created some of our wrestlers for us that they would be credited in the description. That is still the plan, but I just want to shout them out now as well mm. as a special thank you because you made some fantastic stuff. Rach by Nature made Ashton Matthews. Uh, our wonderful editor, Leon Bercalzo, made uh, Peter and I. Uh, Matty underscore Nelson 94 made Billy Ray Walrus. Brian Bumpus was made by Bad Joke Billy, as was Dick Mychinko. Uh, Rach by Nature also made Rules Boss, and Bad Joke Billy made Legs as very well. Good. So thank you, thank you to Legs everybody. Legs was very well received when he came mm. out. Yeah. Legs was a bundle of energy. Adam yeah. thoroughly enjoyed Legs. So did everyone in the office who had it on the telly. Oh, and uh, really? Legs came out and they were like, oh, what is that? And he I was like, it's Legs. Legs into the ring. Is this Legs? Yeah. Could this be Legs? He's very big Legs. Mm. It's good. It's good so stuff. if you were there live, thank you for watching live. That VOD... There are currently no plans for it ever to see the light of day. So that was a once in a lifetime sound. opportunity. We do have a copy saved just, just in, in case. Just in case there's a chance in the future. However, per the parameters of the brand deal, there will be an excellent edited pay-per-view st- style, style, but free free to view yeah. mm-hmm. uh, a version of the show on the Cultolic YouTube channel at 7 p.m. with uh, amazing silly backstage things with people in costumes and stuff. So make sure you, you tune in and, and watch that. It's going to be really good. I think it's time... We talk about this week's sponsor. Oh, yeah. I forgot. We yeah, haven't done that. Bloody hell. It's been 10 minutes. I have the sponsor today. Yes. Oh, you don't look impressed <laughs> with your own oh, sponsor. It's one of those. Right? I don't know if it's going to go down very well. <laughs> I'm kind of preemptively thinking it's not going to. <clears throat> Big movie came out this week, didn't mm, it? It sure did. Yeah. yeah. And there's one thing in that movie that's quite common in a lot of other uh, games. Mm. Fish. Fish? Fish. You remember there was those fish in it? Uh, yeah, there were fish, the, the fish in it. fish in it. There was a big fish yeah. and some small fish. Mm. Um, and uh, <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to segue in. Go on, just say it. <laughs> um, what is it? So that because of all the fish, there's a spinoff. Uh, you could get it from McDonald's and it's called the Super Mary Rose Movie Meal. On, the super what? Mary Rose, which um, you might know as being the sauce you get on a seafood cocktail. Like a Mary, Mary Rose dressing. <laughs> like, a, oh. like a prawn cocktail sauce. 
I thought it was gonna be like super it's marina Mary, bros. I thought you Mary said Mary Mary bros. bros. Yeah, that's right. Like, is that Harry? Why not no, just no, Harry? No. Is Mary, it, are they getting married? Rose. Mary. Rose. 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 Movie. Movie meal from McDonald's. Brilliant. Is it got lots of sauce? Yeah. It's all sauce. There's no meat. There's no food. It's, it's just, just sauce. a tub of sauce. <laughs> just a a just tub of seafood cocktail sauce. A wet cardboard box. Hey, Morty, so can don't we go know... back in time to when McDonald's did the Mary Rose sauce? <laughs> yeah. Do you remember Super it's Mary just... Rose movie? Worcestershire sauce and Worcestershire Worcestershire sauce <laughs> and ketchup and mustard and mayonnaise. Is that how you make it? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Wow, it's not wow. very elegant, really. Is no. it? it sounds very uh, fancy. It's but just it's a bunch just of sauces. Three sauces. We've yeah. all learned something today. It's not real. Oh come oh. now! And it's bad. <laughs> I tried for ages to think of something for the Super Mario Bros. movie. Well, we and got that an was advert. the best we could come up with. We got. Ha- was it because we got a Happy Meal Toys advert before the movie? Maybe it's the masked. Singer. Yeah, they're doing masked. Masked singer toys. You can't Mario's get much worse out. than that. No, Mario's I'll take out. A, I'll take a bag of sauce. And then they, at the end, they said, "Take it off." And I said, "Now that's who's really grooming our children, Whoa. not the drag queens." Oh my god! <laughs> I, you were two seats over from me, and I heard you say drag queens, and I was like, "I have no idea what she's talking about." She said it out loud. Are yeah. the um. Un, what's it called? Masked Simmer. Simmer. Hello? <laughs> Are the unmasked Simmer toys, is what I yeah. was trying to say there, obviously. Um, do they have the celebrity underneath, or is it just the it's costume? just the costume. I don't think you can wow. even take the costume like, off. It so looked you can't just take like it a, a little no. um, teddy bear looking right. thing, but it didn't even look like that. It looked like a like a it was printed on the side of two bits of mesh and stuck around some wow. it was brilliant. Brilliant. it looked bad it didn't look very good yeah uh no we're not sponsored by the super mary rose movie <laughs> of course we're sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump where for as little as one dollar per month you can submit questions to this podcast and there's loads of other tiers and rewards available please go check it out patreon.com forward slash team triple jump yes just like just like david lever did he went to check it out and asked a question and said, Hello, the Bapinos. Zelda producer Aegi Ionuma, never said that out loud, no, recently sure. showed 10 minutes of gameplay for Tears of the Kingdom. Or is it Tears? Showcasing <laughs> Link's new abilities that offer a vast amount of freedom to players in terms, I should say players, to players in terms of how they play. Mm. Uh, and then there's a write-up that we've got um, that we've, I guess, all read. Have we all had a look at that? I'll watch the video. I'll right, watch the okay, video too. Uh, what do you guys think of this level of player control? Do you find it liberating or overwhelming? And are there any games you think could benefit from these kind of play your way mechanics? Thanks, David. Thanks, Thank David. Thank you, David. Um, so in summary, there are four abilities that have been introduced. Recall allows you to reverse the motion of an in-game object. So if like a boulder falls off a cliff, you could then like stand on it and then recall it and it would just get, follow the same path backwards through the air. Uh, Fuse allows you to combine two weapons and like gain extra like power and stuff from them. Ultra Hand allows you to combine objects together and make little machines and things. And Ascend uh, allows you to go upwards through a ceiling, I believe. So all kinds of uh, freeform gameplay style things there. I think this works pretty well for... Legend of Zelda or, uh, you know, for a Breath of the Wild sequel, because although I have not really ever sat down and played Breath of the Wild because I'm not much of a Switch boy at all. um, One thing that I've seen a lot of on Twitter is like viral clips of people combining the abilities in really strange ways. Um, And there's like stuff, isn't there, where you can like freeze something in place 
and then like whack it loads to like mm. build up the momentum. Mm -hmm. And then when it unfreezes, it like launches. So yeah. God only knows what people are going to be able to do by like creating actual machines and moving objects backwards through time effectively. Um, so I think this will work really well, definitely within that uh, series. Uh, whether I think that like games generally will benefit, could benefit from this kind of uh, stuff, I think it is um, useful for sandbox games, surely, but um, it's not necessarily something that you should be doing in every game. Um, you know, if you've got a relatively serious first-person shooter uh, that is, you know, designed to be linear, you don't then want to be introducing a whole bunch of mechanics that allow people to do crazy things. Uh, it means the developers are going to have to be careful with the limitations they place upon people. You don't want to, like... Uh, limit things too much that these new abilities are kind of dampened and you can't actually get that much out of them. But mm. equally, if you just allow people to use them in any which way possible, it can get game breaking. So it's probably quite a difficult thing to do to introduce all this sort of stuff and uh, then still have a game that runs reasonably well and uh, doesn't allow you to kind of cheat your way into ridiculous places or do silly things. But um, I certainly think Zelda will benefit from this. Uh, but I don't know to what extent we should see more of it elsewhere. Sandbox games, I think, is the best place. Mm, for mm -hmm. I agree. The ease of it looks really good. But also, part of me is like, these people know how to do it because it's their mechanic. So mm -hmm. it might be a little bit more kind of finicky in like regular players' hands. But things like being able to combine um, a monster eye with an arrow and make a homing arrow and put an explosive thing on your shield. So if you shield bash someone, they also take explosive damage. I like that. I think it's great. I much prefer it to like two bits of stick, a nail gun and a bit of gunpowder. Make a gun. Congrats, you've made a gun. Mm. Um, and I think it looks easy and it looks like fun. Um, and it also, I like the fact that you can have vehicles because if there's one thing I, that annoys me about open world games, it's all the traipsing that around you have to do. Mm. Um, and it's one of the things that put me off the first game was just the fact that I felt like I was just aimlessly wandering or riding my horse around and not really sure what I was doing. So if I can get a little hovercraft, buzz around, brilliant, love that. Um, also, given what we know about the kind of the layout of the world being the different sections and like broken up space flying. Floating island. Oh, thank things. you, that's what I, the <laughs> phrase I was thinking for. Um, <laughs> I think it would be interesting to see how people make things. And I think it also will be interesting just to see how people's creativity like flows and yeah. see what kind of machines we get. Because like Peter said, I can imagine it will be absolutely insane what we're going to get. Um, I also like that Knack's in the game. Uh, have you seen that? Who? Knack. Knack. Off Knack. of the, the Knack, Knack game. Knack is in the game. Actually in the game. No, so Stop there's this it. big, like, huge monster that's made out of, like, cubes. Bits. And when oh, I, I first saw him, I was like, that's Knack. That's Knack. Does he talk like this? Knack I don't back. know if he does, but he's no, a boss man. fight. But I was... I didn't. No one seemed to be talking about it, and I saw a Why picture. Why is no one talking like, about Knack? Mark yeah. Cerny sat there at home, Knack. smashing on his desk. That's Knack. Um, I made that. But then I did also see an article, like just I was like, "Where's no one talking about it?" That says people think that that Nintendo have stolen a PlayStation classic character, and I was like, "Bloody Knack!" I know Knack when I see him. I like how um, even when Nintendo steal Knack and put him in like one of the most anticipated games of the year, <laughs> people still aren't talking about Knack. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Um, but I think it looks really interesting. And will it convince me to play the game? Probably not. 
I really want to be interested. And yeah. I see every time I see clips of it, I'm like, yeah, cool. But I haven't played the first one and I don't want to have to traipse all the way through the first one before the second one comes out. So I I hope it's good. And I think that a lot of open world games could benefit from this kind of creative freedom mm-hmm. that it's given the players. So, yeah. Yeah. This is, as I've said a few times, I really want to be part of the cool crowd this year that actually gets excited for and plays the new Zelda. Uh, I I think it looks great, but if I'm being completely honest, the amount of freedom it's showing me is scaring me <laughs> because yeah. I know that I'm going to use a fraction of these and if it comes down to it i probably won't use them at all maybe i'll experiment a few times with trying to build a hovercraft yeah mm. I, I can only fall to my death so many times before i in fact i know you have a little paraglider then you so it's mm. fun in fact i'm surprised that people are talking about uh nintendo stealing knack i want to find a picture from uh from from sony and not stealing the falling from higher up levels to lower levels stuff from gravity rush because that's what that reminded me of massively Mm -hmm. i'm being facetious obviously they haven't stolen anything but it looks awesome and that was my favorite part about gravity rush was like when you're on these higher floating areas you can just leap off the side and just free fall all the way down to another area that looks really cool Mm -hmm. i'm a big fan of that i really liked the power up what's it called ascend that Mm -hmm. lets you just go through the roof of a cave and yeah. come out on the top. That's brilliant. That's going to save me so much hassle mm-hmm. because I know the only time that I will end up creating vehicles is because this is how I played Skyrim. This is how I played Death Stranding. This is how I play most games that say you have to climb all the way to the top of this thing. Let's see him. A little bit. <laughs> it looks like a Minecraft guy monster, made really. Cubes, yeah. But yeah. Um, if I have to climb up to the top of something and there is a correct path, but it's not immediately obvious, I will brute force my yeah. way up yep. the steepest possible angle. And that during those instances, I might employ some tactics for like uh, building some stuff. But you're right in that these moments are going to go viral. Some people are going to create the most unhinged, ridiculous things. They're going to break the physics of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was what was so brilliant about the first game, I feel, one of the many things that was so brilliant about the first game is that Nintendo didn't seem to want to put a limit on or even patch out some of the, what in most games would be considered an exploit, Mm. like being able to fly across most of the map just by abusing the physics that they've Mm -hmm. given you. Yeah. So I don't even know, from a development standpoint, I don't know how you can even begin to sort of child-proof your game from people (laughs) that are going to make the most absurd things imaginable i think it looks great i am a bit scared about the amount of things that i'm going to be faced with in the game in terms of how do you want to traverse it because i I might just go with the path of least resistance and pick the simplest option which then i feel like i'm missing out on big portions of the game yeah which is you know then i'm getting fomo in a game that i'm actively playing Mm. uh but it looks phenomenal and I can't really, th- as you as you guys have said, I can't really think of a specific game series that would benefit from this because I think in in any other game series, it would probably profoundly break the game mm-hmm. having this much freedom. Yeah. So it's difficult to say for sure. Maybe maybe like a Just Cause, where they actively yeah. want you to surf on top of it jets. It reminds and me stuff. of like the rocket, uh, like the little jets you can attach on to cows things and, and things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So. 
hey, it hasn't made me any more excited, but it sure has made a lot of other people excited. So will any of us play it when it comes out? I sincerely hope so. We'll give it a bloody go. I really want to. I couldn't get into the first one. I really want to try and get into this one. You know what could have benefited from this if they if they were trying to stick with the isn't it silly vibe? Saints Row. Mm. Yeah. They could have put all yeah. sorts of fun, wacky that game things. Is broken Magic. enough. Yeah. Well, like, they, they, don't, they don't care about fixing that. You could that. almost do half of these things just by yeah, playing true. the game. True. So Ascend, it, you could definitely accidentally just jump. jump out of a, <laughs> yeah. a building. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite power-up? What's your favorite new power? You excited? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gonna jump off a tall height? What did you call it, Ashton? A sky, uh, a sky, a sky, a sky, a sky. Are you gonna jump off one of those and free fall all the way down to the ground? Yeah. Let us know in the comments. Mm. It's time for a segment now. We've not done before, but it's the first podcast in April, and we thought let's try it. New month, new us. Month, it's called uh, What We Play In. Mm. It's What We Play In time. Time to talk about the games. What we have been playing, Peter. Mm. You're about to go on holiday. Yeah. Have you been preparing by by cramming in as as much gaming as possible ahead of time? I have. I don't know why you, specifically why you two are tired this fine day, but I am tired because I stayed up playing Resident Evil Four until two o'clock in the morning. Blimey! Um, I knew what time I should be going to bed. It got to that time. It got to twenty minutes past that time, and then it was. I really really need to go to bed because I've got the podcast in the morning. I'm just glad we don't have the usual joint stream today because mm. I sometimes find that quite sleep sleepy making uh, at the best of times just because it's a nice warm room. There's three of us uh, and, you know, we're busy all sitting morning. on the sofa. Busy, busy day, Thursday, busy morning. Um, so, yeah, it's a mercy, really. I'll just sleep at my desk and hope no, no one knows. <laughs> I won't tell anyone. No. Um, but, wow, I'm like really enjoying that game more and more and more as I go through it. I think... Um, Is it still disturbing? Distressing was distressing. the word I, last, I used last time. I think... Uh, I mean, it. no, it's not quite as, um, as distressing or as kind of intense uh, anymore. I think it probably came into my life, despite me being really really excited for this game i think it unfortunately arrived exactly at a moment where i was like not in the best state of mind i went like through a, a brief like couple of weeks recently where i was like feeling really kind of down in the dumps and stuff and um then i'm sitting down already like not in the best mood and then there's just like people really trying to like violently murder me <laughs> the game is harder than it was in the original just by by its design they don't even have the common courtesy to speak english no they don't either. coming over here to spain <laughs> speaking spanish in a mexican dialect apparently people oh people really say yeah oh, okay. um so yeah it was just quite intense and it was it was a lot and i was like why am i not enjoying this quite as much as i thought i would but now i'm in a much better place and I'm feeling much better about that game. I found it really satisfying, as I always do in that engine, to just slowly like tick off treasures through the map. And you know, it's all in a way, it's quite a minimal engine and and like interface, and it's all very neat and tidy. And uh, to buy the treasure maps and see all these treasure markers around in these little offshoots and side areas and things, I've just found it so nice to feel like, yeah, I've 100%ed that. And there are moments where you'll pass the merchant in a place where you've um, you've been past him a couple of times in either direction. And he will suddenly say to you, 
oh, stranger, make sure you uh, tick off any errands, if you know what I mean. It, you'd hate to uh, wonder what if for the rest of your life. And that is basically code for you will not right. be returning to this area. Mm. And sometimes those areas are huge. Like the, they've really innovated on uh, some of the parts of the original game. Like there's a bit where you go on a lake uh, with a boat. And originally there was pretty much just like one or two places to get off this boat. But now there's like loads of treasure and like little areas and things. And there's a lot to do there. And uh, so the lake and all its offshoots is actually a, a pretty massive part of the map. Mm. And that is one of these places where then when you're, you're done there and you head past the merchant, he says like, you won't be returning here. And that is a, a lot of stuff if you end up like missing out on it. So I'm glad they give you a warning. I'll tell you like that's, that would be really frustrating. But um, they also... I'm almost doing a little review here, but they've also added all these little side objectives that weren't in the original game. In the old one, there was a moment early on where you would see a little poster on the wall that says, please shoot all the blue medallions that are hanging up in this area. And there were like five of them. And you would do that and you would hand it into the merchant and he would like give you a reward. And that was pretty much, I think that happened once more, but that was basically the only side mission you ever got in the game. And now they've taken that mechanic and just like added a million of them. So you'll be told to like, oh, bring me a special like golden egg laid by a chicken. Uh, there's like a wild dog in the village area. So can you backtrack and go and kill this dog for me? Oh, there's like mini bosses and stuff. So it's really cool. And there's just so much to do. So yeah, that is why I ended up playing it until two o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm glad that I've got the day off tomorrow before I go away for my birthday to just play that game all day, I think, is what I'm going to do. So. Nice. I have a question for you. Yeah. And I think it's going to make me look really stupid because mm -hmm. when I asked my boyfriend about it, he was he told me I've been pranked. Um, <laughs> I saw something online that was Leon and an other character I don't know who was like chained up and he was shirtless. And I was like, what is this game about? I don't know what this game about. And everyone was like reacting like, and it was not like just in the game. And I don't know if I was being pranked. Is that in the game or is someone pranking me? Because it wasn't on April Fool's Day. It was before that. <laughs> well, he and does they don't get... do pranks. <laughs> no, no one ever pranks any other day. That. He does get chained up with uh, a guy called, was it a, a man yeah. called Lewis? I don't know. Well, no, you wouldn't know his name. But the guy is called Lewis if it's the guy who right. I think you're talking about. And they get chained together pretty early on in the game. And he's not shirtless. But at no point are they shirtless. I don't know okay. if shirtless is an unlockable outfit or if know. someone has just like modded already it. modded the game. Well, I've seen that people have modded that he can, that Leon can be wearing a crop top for like the entire game. <laughs> right, well, if they've already modded <laughs> but, that, then um, that's not a prank, Ashton. But I said to Ben game. like, oh yeah, I saw that they were like shirtless and like chained up and he was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he was like, that is not in the game. And I was like, oh, maybe it's in the new one. And he was like, I don't. I don't think it is. Apparently people are already modding out all the yellow paint on like the boxes yeah, and yeah. stuff that. and the windows. That was the weird news that was sent to us this it week. Was actually, so yeah. he's not shirtless in the game? No. Okay. Well, again, it might be unlockable as an outfit, but I don't think it is. But yeah, I guess it's modded. Okay. But they do get chained together at one point. Cool. And then they have the sex. <laughs> no. No. No, uh, they don't. They don't do they that. They look no. like that. Ashton, what have you been playing? I've been playing more Chia. Mm. I love that game. Oh. It's so good. It gives me the happy feelings. Um, I've just been running around, to, like getting all the bits off the map, all the collectibles, all of the like customizable things, all the chests. I've been having a great time. There's nothing in that game that is hard. Like it's just easy going. Apart from uh, there's a diving board, like a diving mini game. Uh, and just really hard. And I, I can't get it. So I have to get gold on all of the like 
the races and the diving boards and some other things. And the diving boards are my nemesis. Um, I jump off and I'm like, cool, I'm doing a really good job. Then I get a bad landing because she goes in like belly first. (laughs) Um, But I was, I'm enjoying it and I really like the game. And um, the story doesn't seem particularly long. Like it's fleshed out a lot with all of the other side stuff that you can do and all the collectibles. Um, There's like a treasure chest mechanic that you can follow like around the whole map there's every time you find one it gives you a clue to go to the next one and the next one and the next one which is pretty cool um i just think it's great it's pretty this music's really good um the gameplay is really nice the combat is just fun because you can just turn into a lamp and just throw it at a, a ribbon man and he tends to flame so that's fun uh wow and it's just it's really good and i just think everyone should play it it's just a nice nice game and Fully recommend. I want to play it when I've finished Resi and then probably Star Wars will be out as soon as Resi's over. But yeah. I do want to play Cheer. Cheer is really good. Um, also, I've been playing some Sackboy, A Big Adventure, because oh, yeah. that was added to PlayStation Plus this month. You met Rules Boss. I mm-hmm. met Rules Boss. Zoom, zoom. When I saw it, when I was like, why is not why someone never talked about this before? And then I realized, and then I someone was like, yeah, the boys, when they played it, they talked about it all the time, but I'd never yeah. played it before. So I wasn't expecting Zoom Zoom. And then when we started going, hello, I was like, <laughs> yeah, same accent. He wears the same hat, color hat. scheme. It's got like a red gem on it. Yeah, even, it has. Yeah. It? But he, as we discovered, devastatingly, it's a case of very niche parallel invention because mm. he does predate Rules Boss. Yeah. Nightmare. He was not a conscious influence on Rules Boss no. at all. Uh, but they are the same. They are one and the same. Um, and we've been really enjoying that. We played some more last night when we got back from seeing the Mario movie. And um, it was yeah, don't good. Know why, don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> um, and it was good. I like that game. I'm excited to play some more. So yes, that's what I've been playing this week. Nice. I also Minecraft, but with this not important. I play it all the time. <laughs> have you have you are you still working on your you're doing the modded version, right? Yeah. You play it a lot over the weekend. Like I've been playing the the uh what's it called? Minecraft like? Dungeons. Dun- Vault Hunters, sorry. Oh, Vault Hunters, yeah. Sorry, not Dungeons. Yeah, Dungeons. Sorry, Dungeons sorry. Vault Hunters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're playing a lot of that. It's really good. Nice. It's a good mod pack. Nice. You what? It's a good mod pack. It's a good mod pack. Okay, cool. I wish I knew how mod packs work. I have no idea. <laughs> I can't do it. It's too complicated for me. I have played some more Gears Five. I think I'm maybe just over halfway through now. I've got to the... They've taken a page... Well, it's difficult to say where they got this influence from, right? But it did come out after Uncharted 4 did their more open sections, you know, where you would just get a G. And, like, here's a big open bit with lots of points of interest. Mm. You go to this bit if you want to progress the story, but Mm. you can go see some stuff. They've There's a bit... There's a couple of bits in that where you get, like, a big... I don't know how to describe it. It's like a sled with a sail on it and you get to race it around some icy tundra and there's mm-hmm. a deserty bit as well where you get to do the same thing. I wasn't too interested in smelling the roses and stopping off everywhere because you can pick up components for uh, Jack, the little robot friend that you have and upgrade his abilities. And I imagine there's a lot of stuff there and some collectibles and things, but I just sort of stuck on the golden path and, and went directly to where I was supposed to go to. Uh, still enjoying it. It's it's still good fun. Still don't really care about Kate or her whole deal and what's going on with her. Um, and it does keep taking me out of it a bit. Excuse me. That that it's just Laura Bailey's voice. That's Laura Bailey. Mm. We played uh, a, a worse game that's out this week, and uh, we're pretty certain that it's Laura Bailey, and she sounds a lot like Laura Bailey doing the Laura Bailey voice. And yeah. so that's sort of taking me out of it. We've spoken before about how voice actors 
sort of reach a point of fame or infamy where they get so popular that they just sort of do their own voice. And that in and of itself is a weird thing unique to video games and not to movies or TV shows where it kind of takes me out of the experience a bit because it's it's Troy Baker. There yeah. he is. <laughs> that's it's next week, by that's the way, Troy isn't Baker. it? Worst next ever. week. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. Well, there you go. Little heads up and then maybe some Laura Bailey in it. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm still playing through that. I am enjoying it, mainly just because it's a fun co-op game rather than it's a sort of profound video game experience. Um, but I do hope that they announce a sixth one soon. Lots of rumors and scuttlebutt that we're due a sixth uh, Gears game to tie off that new trilogy, but uh, nothing as yet. The only other thing I have played is Pokemon Gold, which I have been playing sparingly from time to time i'm still using my ridiculous cheated up version that mm-hmm. i've got all the cheats on and uh i caught a what was it it was a dragon dratini dratini that evolves into dragonair and then dragonite mm-hmm. the big dragon pokemon oh of course yeah, yeah. Um, yeah i know it, i knew anyway, i knew you would when one. i yeah the big orange one yeah, yeah. delivers post sometimes yeah he looks various like versions. He's your friend he's a friend shape he's yeah. friend shaped dragon mm. yeah <laughs> uh i called him what was it? Dragon. Oh, there was a great name. Really good name. Mm-hmm. I came up with it. It'll be worth the wait. Yeah. Why Vernon? Why Vernon? Okay. Why Vernon? That's pretty good. That's what I called him. Mm-hmm. Um, he is technically a dragon because he's got little hands. He's right. got four appendages As and we all wings. Wyverns only Big have difference. arm wings. Only mm. have arm wings in the, and two leggies, mm. and that's it. But anyway, I've got Why Vernon now in my party, and I've just teamed up with. Well, that name doesn't make sense then. Well, I he said he was a dragon. Saying. So why would you call him a wyvern? Uh, well, his name's Wyvernon. His name's Wyvernon. Yeah, but he's not. But yeah, that's a pun adjacent. on Wyvern. It's dragon adjacent. Oh. Should have called him Dragvern. <laughs> you know what? I will go to the name rater in Goldenrod City, Ashton, and I will call him. Look, you don't Dragvern. have to, but it, it just saying like <laughs> I didn't say Dragvern is the good alternative. I'm just saying. I'm pretty sure you said you just you said... liked Dragvern. So I'm gonna go call him Dragburn. Okay, you and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna text you a picture with me with a thumbs up saying, "Look, he's called Dragburn now." Cool, I is that okay? You will hear that okay? Two seats away in the cinema, shout Dragburn. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, what the hell is he talking about? Um, And I've just helped out Lance, super cool Dragburn trainer Lance, uh, wipe out Team Rocket, beer naughty boys in 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 the city. So having good fun with that but just, just playing it here and there uh, before Betty buys. And that is mainly what I've been playing. However, this weekend, I'm going to be playing some PSVR 2. Oh, yeah? I'm very excited. So I'll be able to tell you, you about... PSV- who's is someone my bringing friend, it? My All friends. Right. My friend, I don't have one. I'm not... No, <laughs> I was going to say. I'm not buying one. Um, but I will hopefully be able to play the Horizon game a little bit. So oh, yeah. I'll tell you. I'll tell you how it is. <laughs> Sad face. But only once I've called him Dragburn, right? Ashton? Yeah. That's what you've got to do when you get home. Yeah. Uh, it's time the for another question. question. Now. Uh, it comes from Johnny Dibble. Hey up, bappers. Hello. What upcoming game release are, are you most worried about? I'm a big fan of Skate, the Skate franchise, and after years of waiting for the next-gen follow-up, EA have kick-flipped kick it up by announcing that we'll be free to play, which fills me with dread. Hopefully it's good, and Ollie... And Ollie... 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 Her. I'll yeah. eat my words. Much love, Johnny. Giskis. <laughs> <laughs> I did not understand that when I read it. That is really good. And it good. just came through into my brain I'll as I was reading it. My words. Yeah. I've got a little write-up here about what's going on. Uh, this is from Video Games Chronicle. Skate 4 is free to play and officially titled Skate. 
Uh, EA has announced that Skate 4 is officially called Skate and that the game will be free to play. The game, which will release on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC, will support cross-play as well as cross-progression. Whether the game is current-gen or, re- or will receive last-gen versions is unknown. Revealed as part of The Boardroom, the game isn't technically a sequel to the three Skate games released in the Xbox 360 era, but rather a platform that the team plans to expand for years. The game takes place in Sad. a new city known as San Vansterdam, which is... What? Hang on. Which is in the set... Can we have a little respect, please? Which is in the same universe as Skate's San San Vanalona, I think. Right. As part of explaining the free-to-play approach to Skate, the team were quick to claim that the game won't feature pay-to-win mechanics or any map areas locked behind paywalls. Paid loot boxes also won't feature as part of the game, and any microtransactions will be will be primarily <laughs> will be primarily cosmetic in nature. Mm, EA okay. is currently holding <laughs> a playtest for the game. There's a uh, the link to that article is in the link down below if you'd like to find out more. What do you think, Peter? Well, I was pulling sour faces for most of that, especially mm. when you said Sam Vansterdam. Sam, <laughs> Sam Van Wyvernon. Uh, Stop it! <laughs> it's a good name, um, but uh, it sounded not good that they've created. A platform, and we're just calling it Skate, and it's going to be free to play. But actually, at the end there, when you said there won't be any loot boxes, and it will all be... Did, you, did was that? Did you say it'll be cosmetic? Primarily. Cosmetic. Primarily Primar- being primarily. the optimal <laughs> word there. Yeah, true. Primarily. So, I mean, it could be worse, but still, I don't, I don't like that this is the way things are going. Mm. And my answer, actually, is relates a little bit to that model. Um, so I'll get to that in a moment. But that, that doesn't sound great. But then I never actually uh, really had the pleasure of playing some of the early Escape games or any of them. Uh, I have sat down and got hands-on briefly with like one or two of them, but I wasn't like a proper Skate player. Um, so, you know, I'm not too precious about it. But it is just a shame because I think a lot of people were excited to hear that there was a new one coming out and then this is the way it's gone, which... Mm. You know, certainly helps the publisher and they all like it. But are there actually that many players who hear this news and go, yeah, get in. There must be some. There's I mean, we it's really hard to remove yourself from the bubble that we live in. Exactly. But there are people who will buy a console and then never have to pay a penny for Mm. any game ever. They could realistically play free to play games until the end until the servers are turned off mm. Mm. um and and that's all they need so maybe and i suppose in this sense you could then say that that serves this model serves a purpose i mean they're not doing it altruistically so. yeah <laughs> we want to create a game that people with limited budgets can oh, play yeah in this cost of living oh. crisis yeah but so in lovely. the cosy lives all we want to give <laughs> the I hate that. Lives. I hate that. <laughs> uh, but all the same you know i suppose it has its benefits for uh especially like if you're a parent and you've got a child who really wants a console but you're like if I can afford to keep buying 70 quid games, then mm. you could at least try and get your kid on the skate or something um, and tell them not to start buying caps and trousers in game. Mm. Just you try and stop me, mum. I'm going to buy all I've the caps and trousers. Card. That's what skaters wear, caps and trousers. They, and that's it. Quite famously. Yeah. Just like Leon in that game, right? Yeah. He's chained up. Just yeah. a cap and some trousers. Yeah. Obviously in the game. Um, before we get to the actual answers to, the, to Johnny's question, what do you guys think of the skate thing? Well... Recently, Disney Dreamlight Valley, which you guys know I really like, has introduced a more obvious microtransaction situation in that you can buy this certain like currency that you get for free sometimes, but not in very large amounts, to buy cosmetic items for your house or furniture or for your character. 
And I saw that and I was like, mm -mm, do not like, because to me, that is a sign that it's just going to get worse. Mm. Um, and I know that we get a lot for these free to play games like Disney Junior, but I've not paid a, like, a penny for and it gets updated all the time. And there's new characters they're bringing in, but it's also in early access. So part of me is like, cool, great, another free to play game, but also every other part of me is like alarm bells start sounding like it's only a matter of time it's going to get worse they're coming for moana they're coming for moana they're gonna lock her away they're coming yes. for my wallet 79 yeah <laughs> exactly Mamula. um but yeah i do i do appreciate that it's not the free to play is both a good omen and a bad omen good because it gets to play a game and not to pay anything money anything money for it mm. um but bad because you know that it's going to be filled with currencies and just if there's more than one currency in a game i'm already checked out and if i've got paid for one of those currencies no thanks i just don't think it will have a longevity like every time we, we see one of these live service type games appear we just know that it's just not going to have the longevity that they think they're going to have it's everyone is trying to do fortnite everyone is trying to mm like pony on in and be like we're gonna do this too and it's gonna be as successful as this but as someone who's not really a fan of the skate franchise and i don't know that many people that are i can't see this game being the one that breaks the trend and it just means the people who are excited for it when this dies because it eventually will because they will not be making money from it anymore um it means that you're losing out on a game that you've been looking forward to which is a shame so Developers and publishers seemingly have cottoned on to the fact that live service has become a bit of a dirty word for players, mm. specifically mm. in the in the specifically, sorry, yeah. uh, within the core audience. Um, and so, referring to it as a platform <laughs> is a very sneaky way of describing it, but mm. it's quite clearly live service. Yeah. And I just like personally, I'm not that bothered because I played. I can't play Tony Hawk. I'm rubbish at it. I really wish I was good at it, but I I'm, too, I'm, I'm terrible at it. And then when Skate first erupted onto the scene and everyone was saying, this game is flipping incredible. I played, I downloaded and played the demo and I was, I was even worse at that. Mm. So Skate is never a, a game series that I've been able to get into just because I'm bad at them. Uh, but I really feel sorry for the the fans of that series who were really looking forward to a proper Skate 4 sequel yeah. because... Mm -hmm. Regardless of how this shakes out and the how predatory the live service element is or is not going to be, it absolutely will not be what a full-blooded Skate 4 no. sequel, you know, retail release would have been. It's not. It's just not going to be that. You're going to be logging in and doing daily rewards, and you're going to be grinding towards grinding. levels, very good <laughs> levels, um, and and unlocking things and. That's going to appeal to some people, but if I were to wager some money on it, I don't think it would last two years, you maybe, and then it will be gone forever. Yeah. And, and Skate 1, 2, and 3 will still be there, but Skate, as this is ambiguously being titled, it's just going to go, mm. and it's not mm. going to be around anymore. And that's the nature of these kinds of games when they don't pay off. You have to play that um, weird, like abstract-looking that other skate skating game. Oh, Remember right. The one? I, I do, but I, I don't know the don't name. Know what it's called. But you can play Ollie Ollie World, which is delightful. Yeah. Which oh, isn't it, a skate Was game. that the rollerblading one? No, oh, it was no. skateboarding, but they were going through some sort of weird dreamscape thing with like oh, flashing I lights. I think I remember. Was like it like a showcase? Stuff. Yeah, it was. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but to but Johnny did ask as well, what upcoming game release are you most worried about? I mean, putting aside obviously my Beyond Good and Evil sequel prequel that will likely never happen. I'm worried about that. And I'm also worried about Time Splits 4 generally. Yeah. Because it might not happen. And if it does, it's got to like perform so that they actually continue to make the series mm. if we want to see any more of it in the future. Um, otherwise, it could just die a death. Um, but kind of more related to Johnny's example, Crash Team Rumble. Mm. I don't know how much of that you guys have even seen. but um, Only the announcement trailer. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like bubbling away, rumbling away for years and years. People were talking about Wumpa League. Um, it was like being drip fed and stuff. And then eventually they've like finally revealed what people already kind of knew in the sort of Crash community, which is it was like a multiplayer game. Um, but again, it's basically live service. It's going to have season passes. It's going to have in-game purchases. Apparently, none of it is pay to win. I think it's all going to be cosmetic and you'll be able to like get, you know, the little banners you get on Call of Duty where you like make a little card with like, right. a, you know, choose things Different like that. Different little aspects. Like yeah. That. And you uh, like you have victory music, which are little snippets of um, soundtracks from other Crash games and stuff like that. So you can unlock I think it's all unlockable, or at least some of it is unlockable in game through performance. But sounds exhausting. Just, yeah, mm. but you can probably pay to just get it straight away. Mm. So I don't like that because I like Crash Bandicoot and I don't like live service generally as a model. And uh, I'm also concerned that if this performs too well, they might continue to just keep doing this now with Crash mm. and maybe Spyro as well. If Spyro 4 is ever going to happen. Get your hands off Spyro. Get your hands off Spyro. Yeah. Uh, or if this performs really badly, they might go, oh, I guess people don't like Crash and Spyro that's, anymore. That's exactly what I was about to say. Mm. That is the real risk with these things. When yeah. they take huge gambles and invest loads of money on things that don't work with a popular property, it's... Well, it's never the doesn't genre's seem fault. Like, doesn't seem like Crash is very... People just aren't responding well to Crash anymore. Yeah. So Whereas guess if they released we'll Crash that. 5 for Spyro 4, people would lap it up like yeah. they have done with all the other ones that they've done recently. So, it is very much like, well, you didn't buy it, which means you don't like the topic, not because we made it live service. Mm. Like, that wasn't it's, our fault. It's that's your, your fault. fault. It's your fault for not playing our bad live service yeah, game, actually. So. so that's my big concern with Crash Team Rumble. Not just that I won't like it, but that some bad business decisions might be made off the back of its success or failure. Yeah. Either one could prove bad for people who just want to see another linear crash game. Mm. So there you go. Ashton, have you got any games you're worried about? Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel a bit like I've been scorned in the past for games I've been excited for. Um, like, for example, Suicide's not Suicide Squad, I meant Saints Row, because mm. uh, that was a game I was really excited for, then it was bad, but mm. I still enjoyed it. Hey, to me. So did I. I um, too. And I'm worried about Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Mm. I was really excited for that. And now I feel fear. And then they've pushed it back again. Yeah. And I'm like, uh-oh, bad things are happening. Not good. So I'm not excited. I'm not excited for that game to come out anymore. I'm I am tentative at best mm. because I think what if it is a live service game. It is a live service game. Um, I will be sad, but I will give it a go, but I will not pay for it very much money. If they try and charge me 60 quid for it and then make it a live service game, bin, bin, straight in the bin. Mm. Not even going to bother. Yeah, Crash isn't free to play either. No. I don't think. You have to exactly. pay for it as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you pay for it once and then they want, hey, 
give me give more, more give more mm. um also i'm worried about spider-man because uh i know that it's like on the horizon and everyone's talking about it but we haven't seen anything for mm. it yet and no we haven't day. heard anything we've got a vague possibility that it will be in september time this year mm. and we don't know how it's going to play we're going to have two spider-mans what's going to be the mechanics I really liked the first two Spider-Man games and I am hopeful, but I feel an inkling of fear because I don't like this idea of getting my hopes up too much because they've been crushed before and I don't want that to happen again. So I'm worried about Spider-Man because I am excited for Spider-Man. It is worryingly quiet, Spider-Man. It is a I bit. You're thinking, what's coming out this year? And I'm like, oh, yeah, Spider-Man. They, Spider they keep saying like, well, we never got a date. It was like, Coming twenty twenty three or something. And then Venom and said then... September. It's September. Yeah. It's a, and they're like Venom. You can't say that. It's like, Shut up, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's like all these little things of like leaks and little tidbits of that keep kind of coming out that someone accidentally said in an interview or left in a letter that it was going to come out. Or they put it on. People are weird. They went on someone's LinkedIn page where they'd put like, "Are oh, working on a Spider Man due out for whatever," and they were like. That must mean it's true. We've done it. Um, so I feel fear that we haven't heard much about Spider-Man. We haven't seen much. Maybe they're doing the good thing, which is the game is almost ready. Here is a trailer for it. Mm. It's coming soon. Mm. But uh, we're, I'm not used to that. So I feel worried. Big rumors of a PlayStation showcase this summer. So hopefully yeah. that will be where we see it. Yeah. Hopefully. In detail. Because that's the only game I'm looking forward to for like this in the second half of the year so far. So best get giving me something to look forward to if you wouldn't mind thanks your turn my turn um i for for reasons that are selfish i'm a little bit worried about star wars because i do have that pre-ordered and i wasn't a huge fan of the first one and i don't think this one will be bad because the first one was not bad however i did not enjoy the first one as much as everyone else I'm a little bit worried that I won't enjoy the second one as much as everybody else as well, and it'll mm. be a bit of an uphill battle for me. Uh, but why have you pre-ordered? Because I had a voucher, yeah. <laughs> I got ten percent off. So, yeah. so I thought I, there was nothing else. Thought, like, it's not, you don't pre-order that yeah, often, but like no, I don't. Really to pre-order Star Wars, yeah. I pre-ordered Star Wars digitally. I share my account with a friend, so I was able to mm. cut the pre-order cost in half and then get ten percent off. So I, it Fair just enough. felt like there was nothing else that I could pre-order that I was remotely interested. Yeah. in. so I just thought I'd yeah. give that a go. Um, and so yeah, I'm the. All the previews that have come out recently have said that a lot of the problems that I had with the first game have been fixed for this game, which mm. is very good. Uh, but I'm st I'm still a little bit worried that I'm I'm not going to get my money's worth out of it enjoyment-wise, even though I have not spent a lot of money on it. Um, similar reason for Final Fantasy VII Re Rebirth? Birth, is I that think. the second part? Or is it Reunion? Or is uh, that the third part? Don't know. I don't know. Re-something. Re Re-something, rather. And that is the first opportunity they will have to truly split from the canon of mm. the first game and do their own thing. And I'm kind of worried that it's all just going to absolutely fall apart. How much of the world are they going to cover? Are they going to cut huge chunks of the original game out because they only covered a little bit of the of the original game in the first game and then massively expanded upon it so how do you do that with the entire open world map which they're now going up, uh, into i do not know i'm a little bit worried i am confident that i will really enjoy it but i'm also a little bit worried that it's going to be bad so mm. that's my main pick i would say 
Um, second selfish pick is is Zelda though. That Interesting. I'm not that like him. We never. None of us mentioned Starfield. I think because we all think it I might. I don't be know bad. what to expect. <laughs> no, that, me so neither. I can't no. really be worried about it yet. Yeah. I'm um, expecting a baseline level of quality that we've come mm. to expect from Bethesda RPGs, which is kind of doesn't really work. But mm. you you're right at home because it feels like all of their other yeah. RPGs. So yeah, you true. can just settle right into it. Well that's also why I'm not actually worried about Star Wars as such, despite being a fan. Like I'm just I'm going in with my expectations on the floor because I didn't like the first one that much or mm. I didn't certainly didn't love it. So therefore I'm not worried because I don't feel like it could disappoint me because I'm already expecting to be disappointed, if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. Right. Like I don't have any high hopes that are going to be crushed. So. My expectations are low as well for mm, that reason. Yeah. But I'm still worried. Will I hate it? I hope not. I mm. like the... Yeah. Etc. We Pretty much every question today, by the way, is a big discussion. Yeah. So yeah. great question. Any one of these could have been a big discussion in any other week. But, you know, there's a big, huge, huge, big discussion there today. Is. Yeah. yeah. It's time for something a little bit strange, (laughs) a little bit peculiar. It's weird news time. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. Remember, if you want to submit some weird video game news to us, you can do so on Twitter and Facebook by posting it under the relevant post. If you want to guarantee a shout out at this point in the podcast, though, you need to go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump and join us at a certain tier to become a podcast producer. (laughs) Podcast producer. Just like. Just like Nathan. G.Y. Goliath. Nexus Polaris. Duncan Wilson. Blake Thomas. Ellie Nicholas. Nicole Hansen. Maldi Elbore. Katie Garrett. And Gabrielle Philipping. Thank, Thank you, podcast producers. Thank you very much. What weird news have you got, Peter? I've got a weird news that was submitted to us on Facebook by Jonathan Wong, top fan. Whoa. Top fan. Facebook says he's a top fan. Jonathan Wong is always on it. Always. Yeah, with the news. Uh, this is according to metro.co.uk, written by... Just Game Central. I don't think they, they've even credited the specific writer. No, it just says Game Central is the department, I guess. Huh. Um, and uh, it says, 
Monster Energy sues indie game for having the word monster in it. Oh my god! Now I was thinking, hang on a minute, is, is this really old news? No, no, no. This happened on this was posted on the fourth of April. They've done this before. Do they own the word monster? Well, I guess they've got a trademark on it under the. We know from trademarks, mm. dub, double jump, that uh, they can't believe you said that they are within different industries. So you could, we could have a trademark on triple jump, which I presume we do, uh, <laughs> and someone else could bring out triple jump soup, and probably there would not be any issue be legally. Yeah. So there's like different categories. So I don't know exactly how much coverage Monster have got on their trademark. They're very broad categories, though. So it could mm. well be that the energy drink and video game category are one and the same. Somehow well, they do the also same, sponsor a bunch of stuff, don't they? Yeah, they do sponsor they do. video games. So Well, that's yeah. why we only say Monsties in all of our scripts. Yeah. Of monsters Because we don't want them to come after us. Corporate trademark trolls are at it again as the makers of Dark Deception, Monsters and Mortals vow to fight for their name in court. That's it. That's the name. Dark whatever, Monsters and Mortals. Dark Deception, colon, Monsters and Mortals. And Monster have said that's our... I mean, the monster does look a little bit like their logo, but if it, they won't be so, suing for logo, will they? Well, no. Let me tell you what they're exactly what they're claiming. One of the favorite hobbies of big companies is to sue anyone that sells something with even a remotely similar name to them, often based on merely a single word being the same. There was all that nonsense with Bethesda trying to stop people using the word scrolls, Candy Crush yeah. Saga maker King going after anyone using the word saga, and publisher Take-Two forcing It Takes Two to lose its trademark. I didn't know that. No, I didn't realize that actually came to I think we. I don't know if they lost it, but we definitely talked about it. Uh, it's hard to say which one is more absurd, but it's probably Monster Energy forcing indie developer Glowstick Entertainment to change the name of its game Dark Deception, Monsters and Mortals. Although the good news is, although the good news is, Glowstick say they're going to fight to keep the name. Not only is it monsters in the plural and only one part of a larger name, but no reasonable person would, would expect to be confused between an energy drink and what Glowstick describe as a multiplayer horror party game. <laughs> According to Glowstick's Vincent Livings. Oh, that's his name. <laughs> I thought it was like an estate agent or something. <laughs> According to Glowstick's Vincent Livings, Monster Energy is also upset that the logo for the game features the colours black and green. Oh, God. That's annoyed me. That's that like a Frankenstein's monster staple. Though. That's actually yeah. annoyed me. Uh, because that totally makes it harder to tell the difference between a drink and a video game, says Metro facetiously. Good on Metro. It's well known that Monster Energy is a notorious trademark troll, wrote Livings on Twitter, as first spotted by The Gamer. Unfortunately, they're at it again. For a company that likes to target their drinks at gamers, they also like to try and bully and bankrupt game studios with lengthy, lengthy high-dollar litigation. Uh, I'm going to skip ahead to... Here we go. This is not the first time that Monster Energy, whose parent company is just called Monster, has gone after a video game, as they're the reason that Ubisoft had to change the name of Gods and Monsters to the disastrously unmemorable Immortals Phoenix Rising. Oh, God. Yeah, I remember Imagine. That. I remember thinking, like, why is this game that was formerly Gods and Monsters changed to such a terrible title? Yeah. And it was because what of about Monster. Monster Great. Hunter World. Do they not well, have yeah. to? Because that's literally Monster, not Monsters. Maybe it predates Monster, and that's why. Um, maybe you're allowed to, yeah. Um, why Ubisoft didn't fight them over Immortals Phoenix Rising, considering they're a considerably bigger company than Glowstick, isn't known. But perhaps Glowstick underestimates the task ahead. Um, and it continues just to say that um, Monster Energy is a bully that's owned by Coca-Cola. <laughs> <said Livings. laughs> Great. Uh, yeah. So 
There you go. Don't use the word monster. We've said it about like oh, 15 God. times gonna, now. We're going to get bankrupt. The Monster Jump podcast. Yeah. yeah. They might get us. Mm. I've some loose. It was yeah. submitted by Johnny Mac 13 on Twitter. I've noticed that recently I always seem to pick Johnny's news. We just seem to have a connection like that. Um, <laughs> it's from Kotaku and it's by Isaiah Colbert or Colbert, if you're French. Um, it's from the odds and ends section and I wish it was not. I wish it was random, random. but it's not. Um, the Resident Evil 4 community is obsessed with Ashley as a cartoon mouse. Fan oh, art God. of Ashley Graham as a whimsical cartoon mouse is much better than any corporate generated meme. Uh, and in the in the animation in the like the little drawing, it's a little anim- uh, animated well not animated. Like it's a little anime thing. mouse, and it says, "I crave cheese, Leon." And then the the guy, the merchant, says, "Got some rare cheese on sale, stranger." <laughs> um, just like that hit film, Rakakuni. From, from that other film. Um, Capcom's social media team has been hard at work churning out a cavalcade of fan cams and thirst trap posts to generate buzz for the Resident Evil 4 remake. However, as is the case with most things, it's work created by fans themselves that's more staying power than any corporate-generated meme ever could. Specifically, it's a madcap meme of Ashley Graham... Specifically, sorry. Sorry, Atlantically, it's a madcap meme of Ashley Graham reimagined as a tiny cartoon mouse that spread like wildfire in the games community. But where did the meme come from? Kotaku investigates. Luke, get on it. (laughs) Luke sighs and walks six feet from his bedroom to his office and sits there. Then there's a second subheading that says, Mousley Graham is cheesed to meet you. Two weeks ago, a Twitter artist named Agrimora posted an innocuous bit of fan art transforming Ashley Graham, the president's daughter, into a little mouse. This new Ashley, that has since been renamed Mousley Graham, is drawn similarly to the characters in the 1986 animated film An American Tale. And then the the tweet is, what if you booted up Resident Evil 4 remake and Ashley was just a tiny mouse? What would you do? And apparently I've liked the tweet as well because it says I have. Um, Mousley's temperament is more akin to that of Ashley's 2005 incarnation than the remake's Gen Z Zuma. Case in point, instead of creepily vying for Leon's attention, Mousley craves cheese. As someone who routinely wakes up in the middle of the night to scarf out a handful of shredded cheese, I can relate. Um, Speaking with Kotaku... I think they actually do that. Go downstairs, get a handful of shredded cheese... It's a, it's a it's a meme, isn't it? I mean, I don't know if Luke's actually doing it or not. It's but not like, written by Luke. No. Oh, is it not? Okay. Is that well, Isaiah. I don't know if Isaiah is, is specifically doing this, but it's that I've seen so many memes of me eating shredded cheese at oh, 2 a.m. Really? or whatever. Yeah. Um speaking with Kotaku, Agamora says Mousy was inspired by fellow artist Salomon. Kale Lorenzo's fan art depicting 2005 Ashley's giant ass Dumbo is now uh, they found Lorenzo's caricature of Ashley now like big big ass Dumbo ears just big she had big ears I missed the I couldn't understand the last part giant ass giant ass Dumbo, Dumbo ears. ears. Yeah. Okay, I thought Dumbo ears might be some sort of like slang <laughs> for 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 bot bot. No. Wasn't sure. Um, they found Lorenzo's caricature of Ashley's now hidden satellite da- satellite dish sized ears. Very funny. The drawing sparked a thought. What if Ashley was a mouse with a big ears? And this thought lingered in my head for a while until one day I decided to doodle the idea in MS Paint and posted to the internet. The rest is history. And then there's another another um, subheading. The mouse. The Mousley fan art virus is highly contagious. 
Uh, turns out, like the domino effect meme, Agrimora set the resident for ra- fan- fandom on a course of creativity no one could have anticipated. Like a swarm of ratties exploding out of the basement cellar in a plague's tale, a legion of Twitter artists created their own version of Mousley. These perm permutations of fan art include the cosplay sprites and a mod for the pc version that perches mousely above leon's head like remy in ratatouille um you can pretend you're actually playing mousely controlling leon that's the beauty of video games the mod description suggests there are here are some of my favorite mousely content and then she's they've included a bunch and okay. yeah so basically they've the twitter has run run with it and you can now play as mousely in the game if you wanted to mm-hmm. So there. Excellent. I did see a tweet yesterday that said, imagine spending tens of thousands of dollars on trying to market this game and then like just someone on Twitter opens MS Paint, yep. draws a mouse, and that is how you go That's viral. That's what does it. Mm-hmm. They've also, Res- the Resident Evil Twitter replied with a mouse and a cheese emoji mm-hmm. and has since been inundated with other such videos and pictures of of Mousley. Seems innocent. But because it's the internet, I think we know that there's probably an underlying layer of filth to this, right? Yeah. I guess so. I, d- I, just, I just can't imagine this being as sweet as it seems. Well, There's, there's got to be a dark side to this that be we're a dark not talking side to it. about. Yeah, it. Some people will be being, uh, are just like, at face value, it is just a sweet thing. But mm. there will be a subsect of people somehow there's making always this a weird dreadful. Group of people. Oh, apps, 100%. Mm. I've completely managed to miss this as well. This, right. this mm-hmm. trend. I feel kind of sad about it. I've got some weird news courtesy of Cameron J. Keywood on Twitter. And that weird news is from Pushquare. It's not. Oh. 2K Sports battles EA's golf sim with free John Cena DLC for PGA Tour 2K23. Cool. I'm going to break down that title for you. PGA Tour 2K23 is 2K's one. And then EA has whatever they call it. Mm. It used to be Tiger Woods. And then it was Rory McIlroy. Yeah. And I don't know what it's called now. John, John Cena's. Cena. <laughs> John Cena's PGA Tour. But John Cena is coming to PGA Tour 2K23. EA Sports PGA Tour releases next month on PS5, bringing genuine competition to the virtual golf space for the first time in decades. And how has 2K Sports decided to combat the impending arrival? It's adding 16-time WWE superstar champion. Superstar John Cena as free DLC. Presumably, this is the publisher recycling the character model. It's already built for WWE 2K23. Cynical, but true. Michael Jordan (laughs) and Steph Curry are already available from NBA 2K23, after all. Does John Cena. So they're not. John Cena doesn't play golf. Mm. No, but he is there. But they have his model, so they were like, bug him in. Let's put him in. in real life. Yeah. All right. He might play golf. Maybe he does. Can you be too big to play golf? I think he'd break all the balls. They'd go too far. Too hard, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cursed to play a bigger sport. Yeah. Uh, The man who will never give up steps up to the tee box, the tee box, packing long driving muscle. Golf. But how will he fare on the fairways and greens, where precision and skill outweigh power? The press release ponders. Decked out in a familiar red, white, and blue attire, Cena takes on an entirely new challenge amongst the top PGA Tour players on several of the most challenging courses. It looks like that's sort of like a peacemaker get-up oh, right. with the red shirt. I he doesn't dress like sick. that in wrestling, but that, that looks like his peacemaker outfit. I see. Uh, and then it continues. But yeah, John Cena is coming to PGA Tour 2k23 so if you want to hit the balls really hard with a muscle boy mm. uh it's, it's happening it'll be happening soon and if you want to learn how to make muffins just like his mama does 
watch our main menu episode that went yes. out on the channel. Very good, segue. He loves those. Loves those. He loves those muffins. Yeah. Another question now, Peter. Yeah, this is a question from Callum Story, who says, "Hello, no, hey, Bap," is actually what Callum says. Hey. Now that major publishers and developers are using other platforms to announce their games, it's clear that E3 cannot return to being the headline event that it once was. Mm. This, of course, in the wake of E3 being cancelled mm -hmm. this year. Uh, how do organizers reinvent E3 to remain relevant and carve out a niche in the now crowded gaming news space? Or has the opportunity to refresh and rebrand now come and gone, leaving the event consigned to history for good? Thank you, Callum. Thank, Thank you, Callum. You. I do worry that, like, well, I don't even know if I worry. I don't know if it really matters to me that much. But I do, my concern would be if I was working at or with E3 that the brand now is just always going to carry a kind of stale sort of stench to it. So that mm. even if they completely reinvented it and said, like, oh, now we're going to do this thing that, like, we've done all our market research and this seems to be, like, the thing that we should be doing... If it's just under a banner called E3, it might just feel like, oh, yeah, but it's E3, though, isn't it? You know, mm -hmm. um, which isn't necessarily fair. You know, I'm my my point is that, like, arguably you could have a, a whole new show with a whole different brand name come out and people might like lap it up and say, oh, this is an interesting new thing. But the moment you call it E3, perhaps it wouldn't do so well. I can I might be completely wrong there, but. Certainly, I think that's how I feel now when I see or hear E3. I'm like, oh yeah, that thing that's past its best and you know had its had its heyday in the sort of the noughties or whatever. So I'm not sure what it can do to refresh and rebound. I think unfortunately for E3, it's kind of just been overtaken now by Summer Games Fest and uh, the Game Awards. Even uh, I think Jeff has just. He's got the He's monopoly killed now. It. He's yeah. killed it. Um, I really liked when Jeff tweeted just after they announced that yeah. E3 was cancelled, yeah. being like, I told you, you should be better. Anyway, my thing's still happening. Yeah, mm. he basically did. Yeah. That was good. And of course, the other thing as well, even if Jeff, well, something for Jeff to, to keep an eye on himself, uh, is that it's now just so much easier for publishers and developers, even like small studios, to put on their own showcases just like, do a live stream like the technology is just so user-friendly now whereas once upon a time you know it was a bit of a faff to try and stream something out to a whole lot of people um but you know i think everyone including jeff has got to just be a little bit careful that it doesn't just turn into hey it's it's gaming christmas time again summer uh and all the publishers are going to do do their own shows which is what is going to be happening at e3 it could end up happening kind of year round on maybe a couple of occasions twice a year all the publishers just say we're all going to do like some shows our own shows on our own channels restreamed by like ign and GameSpot, and that's it um i don't actually think necessarily that the game awards is ever going to fizzle out that will always be a big corporate event where people are putting trailers on uh, and likewise summer games fest seems to be doing pretty well at the moment it is a nice e3 alternative so um He's probably safe, but yeah, E3. I don't. I think it's it's kind of dead now. It's never. It's not going to come back from where it is. Mm. I think it's sad. I was yeah, a bit of sad. It is sad. But I do. I think that the thing about E3 that I do think is now going to be missing with this new kind of vibe mm. is that 
E3 was a lot about also going and trying the games mm, and the experiencing floor. the show floor as much as it was about going to the showcases because, like you say, showcases you can watch from anywhere, but you can't go to a conference virtually and, you know, try out a bunch of games and speak to, like, the people that are there talking about the games. And I think that is the bit that I think will be a shame to lose out on. Um because whenever I've gone to like an EGX or whatever, it's always nice to go and be like, get hands on with the game and the people who are there are really keen to talk about the game and tell mm. you about it. And that's always really nice. And you lose a lot of that like actual hands on and like interpersonal connection of the, the show floor. So I do think um, like it's not going to happen and it, it won't, it does not going to fix it. But I do think that if they could, E3 should focus on being a conference of trials and stuff rather than the showcases because people still go to things like egx where there isn't big announcements and there isn't big yeah, showcases true. to try the games people go to gamescom and obviously there is showcases at gamescom but not as many as there used to be at e3 i know that also a lot of that is location and it's easier for us europeans to go to gamescom than it is to go to e3 um but i think it's a shame that now we're just going to go to what will be a whole bunch of virtual showcases there won't be like events that are held for people to come to maybe they'll have like you know a stage with a bunch of like press but there won't be you know gen pop in to these showcases really and i think that's a big shame um because it means that a lot of regular folk will watch from home and there won't be that community spirit that i think there is at a lot of these uh, these conferences admittedly I don't love a conference like this kind of thing because um, some people are a bit stinky and specifically gamers can be a bit stinky. Mm -hmm. So you have the whole thing of being like going to a room packed full of people that are sweaty, even if you are not stinky. So I don't love a conference for that reason, especially post COVID. But um, I do think it is a shame that this this show floor will no longer exist. And I hope that maybe if they do come back, that's something that they can convince other big studios to come and do, even if it's not a showcase, like come and put on a bunch of their games and try it out and actually go back to the roots of being an in-person event prior to it being an online event. But given the current state of the world and how much we rely on online events, I do think it will never be the same as what it used to be. Um, and that's a big old big old shame. Mm. So mm. as much as I'm looking forward to a bunch of big shows and Jeff Keighley's face all over my screen all over the summer, I am sad that we're not going to get a lot of the kind of big stage crowds that we could have got at E3. So, mm. Yeah, I d I'm kind of gutted. You know, E3 was, what was it, cancelled during COVID and then they did an online version or they cancelled the 2021 show. They did an online version last year? No. Yeah. Did they? Well, they, they tried. There was only a few actual E3 shows, but because a lot of the other studios did their the own thing. stuff yeah. around so the same So it was just week. online. Greg Miller was hosting, I think, and like we signed up for press access and you just went into like weird chat rooms it was very mm. strange and then this year obviously they were hoping to return for the first time post lockdowns to have a big proper show and uh they've cancelled it and that's in the wake of i think a couple of big publishers dropping Ubisoft out the, with the last ones to drop sega out. also dropped out just before then um i think a lot of the problem with this from the, the scuttlebutt on twitter and stuff is that they just charge way too much for 
buying space on the show floor to, to mm. represent your game. Mm. And a lot of companies, rightfully, as you guys have said, are realizing that they don't even need to be there. They just don't have to be there. And we made a video like three years ago that we plug every single time E3 comes up in, in you know, as a topic of discussion about mm -hmm. whether or not E3 is dead. It's a great video. James worked really hard on it. It's on the channel. You should go watch it. Uh, I think it's called E3 is dead. Um, and it goes into a lot of the, the stuff that I think is basically the underlying causes for how we've got to here. Again, mm -hmm. I don't know if E3 can come back. Um, so if they do, they can't be in the it's almost like there's a sense of pride from the from the organizers in that they have to be perceived a certain way like they don't need the the la convention center or anywhere that big or that expensive they could feasibly go to somewhere smaller and yeah. cheaper but then when the brand is that damaged already are they just going to get endlessly dunked on for that by mm. people online and is the conversation just gonna be like they don't even have the confidence to go to the their usual place mm. even if it's the most business sensible decision to go to a smaller place so if you can't beat them do you join them do you scrap off e3 or maybe combine it or go to jeffrey and say listen e3 is done however we, the ESA, would like to throw our full financial support behind you and what Summer you're games doing. First. Mm. How about you do what you're doing already, but then there is a, an, an actual attendable version yeah. in a cheaper location. They just like rebrand E3 where under people, Summer Games First. Well, exactly. And if, if they wanted to keep the brand of E3 alive, it could be... E3 presents Summer Game Fest or Summer Game mm -hmm. Fest presents E3 or yeah. E3X Summer Games Fest and the two could just work together on having the... Because Jeffrey is dominating these live streams. Yeah. The, the sort of medley of all the developers and publishers submitting stuff to be shown on one stage. He's the only person doing that at the moment to any effect. Mm -hmm. And so why would you try and compete with that when your brand has taken such a, a a battering and what you could potentially offer is not what people want anymore? Mm. I still want it because I, mm. I think we all have very fond memories of E3 week as it used to be where mm. it would be like, okay, EA's on at like 9 p.m. and then Nintendo's on at 6 a.m. We've got to stay up and watch Sony because they're on right after Xbox and like what's going to go on? And, you know, it was it was super fun watching that. And I'm sad that those times don't exist anymore, but they're just clearly not financially viable. And so why would why would E3 still try and pursue that level of grandeur if none of the big players are going to be there? Yeah, it just doesn't work. Mm. It just doesn't work. Mm. So maybe time for a, a Avengers style team up. Yeah. I only hope that um, someone, whether it's Jeff or E3 or someone or something, continues to do live events that are physically like they have a crowd and a stage and people going out on stage. And it doesn't just become a series of like digital pre-recorded stuff back to back. Because where else are we going to get our gaming cringe? Exactly. exactly. And being mean you want to see sweaty, awkward yeah. executives. People falling over and like tech issues. Don't know what to do with their yeah. hands. I don't want yeah. some professional streamer who's really good on camera to deliver things to go into Free trainers. Recorded. No, uh -uh. thanks. I want there to be a trip over on stage. Mm. I want to feel the feeling of being alive when someone does something wrong live. Yeah. It's the best feeling in the world. Because it's not me. 
there. Yeah, doing exactly. <laughs> I want to be sarcastic with thousands of other people on the internet yeah. in the same instance because. Did he just say his rabbi, Bill Clinton? Because <laughs> exactly. something cringe happened. Well, we don't talk about him, actually. He's no. a bad, bad man, I he's think. A, yeah. He's a bad dude. Screw yeah. that guy. Well, there we are. Another big discussion. But now it's time for the actual big discussion. Big discussion. Hello. Before we get into this big discussion, we'd like to pre-warn you yes. that we will be spoiling a bit of this movie. So if you do really want to see it and you don't want to know what happens... Skip the big discussion. We talk about some of the details. Yes. If you don't want those, skip us. You can't. Don't take the risk. We're yeah. just giving you a heads up. Giving you play. We're still talking, so you can like you can stop now. Yeah. yeah. You've got plenty of time. We are gonna we are gonna get into it though in a second. If you're watching on YouTube, you can skip the timestamp on screen for the outro because mm. the outro is important the on the podcast. Important. It we is important. Give you important information for Lots new things. Both. So yeah, skip yeah. to that. See you in the outro maybe, but stick around if you want to hear a bit about the Mario movie. Hmm. This week's big discussion, it's big discussion time, by the way. This week's big discussion comes courtesy of Joe and Captain Cone from the Patreon. Thank you very much. Um, and I believe this is Captain Cone's write-up that you've put on the running order. Mine's no, yours is yours. different than mine. mine mine's Captain Cone's. What do you make of the Super Mario Bros. movie, and then it says in brackets, 1993's critical reception? Did I do it right? No, you didn't, you silly goose. You didn't do it right. We went on to our our exclusive channel on Discord for patrons. And we asked if anyone would mind quickly typing out that question because we needed it because we want to talk about Mario. the Super Mario Bros. Mm. movie, which Ashton and I went to go and see last night. And Peter didn't nope. come. Peter, Peter <laughs> was Resident not Evil. interested at all. No. So it was you, your Ben, mm -hmm. myself and Kieran, the uh, the man who puts all the sexual references into Weirdest Games Ever and also edits this podcast. Like yes, Kieran. hi Kieran. Uh, came along too and we watched it. And uh, Man, that movie felt short. It really did. I was expecting, we, st we went in there at 7 p.m. Right. For, for the start. And I was expecting to walk out probably about 10 p.m. realistically. I know that's three hours, but you know when you're counting for adverts and stuff, yeah. and like maybe about you know it'll be after nine at least. It was quarter to nine when we left the cinema, and we waited until the end of the credits as well. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Okay, so it was a post-credit scene. There, there, was. Was. there was. There was. Two. Was it worth it? No. No, it wasn't. Do you know what the actual runtime was? Have you looked it up? After Let me have a look. Ninety no. minutes. It I think, must have but, been ninety minutes because it was not long. But the main reason that it felt short is because it just didn't stop it's to catch its breath. An hour and 44 right. minutes in total. An hour and 44 minutes. Yeah. Okay, slightly longer than 90 mm. minutes. But it, yeah, it just wouldn't stop. And I'm not saying that necessarily as a criticism, but it did feel like it was, the set pieces in some instances would start and then it would just cut to the end of the set piece like you knew what was going to happen. It We're was, here now. It was almost, and you're going to hate this, like scrolling through TikTok level quick. Like it was like, this happened Level and quick. we've scrolled off to the next thing and then now we're in a different location. It was like that kind of attention yeah. span, like speed of light kind of moving through things. Well, before you guys went to see it, um, it initially only the critical reviews came out on Rotten Tomatoes, as is the case. They mm -hmm. came out first um, and it wasn't looking good. It was somewhere right in the middle. Um, 53 currently. It's currently 53. I think at the time it might have even been like high 40s. Yeah, it was 40 something. It's before. now 53%. But the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes at time of recording is 96%. It's not that good. It's not that good. It's not that good. 
It's um, not that good. For the record, Uncharted is 41%. So it is better than Uncharted. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. Which we loved ironically. Yeah. So usually when that is the kind of ratio you're dealing with, like, you know, not very happy critics and pleased audience, that, to me, I think everyone has their own opinion of what Rotten Tomatoes ratios mean. Mm. If something is like high critical, low audience, that isn't necessarily a good thing. And you might think, oh, well, it's probably going to be like really high boring. concept and boring. <laughs> yeah. Um, but to me, when it's like mid-critic, high audience score, that's usually a good time, if nothing else. It might not be, it might be pretty mindless. Mm. Um, that is exactly what Ben said, my Ben. Yeah. He was like, basically just switch your brain off and watch the movie and it's pretty, yeah. it's a pretty good movie. Mm -hmm. Definition of a family movie, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how to talk I about it. I don't think that this, so I think the story of the of the movie was mm. lacking. I think that like, it was kind of boring. They tried to do too much in like, they tried to get everything in the mm. first Every movie. Every Mario reference. Yeah, so like no one could yeah. say like, oh, well, why don't you include this? Everything is in this movie. Like there's obviously Donkey Kong. You've got Mario, Mario Kart. Kart. You've got like the platforming. There's even you've the got... sort of like Super Mario Maker as well. Yeah. To an extent. Was yeah. In there. There's also like kind of nods to like Luigi's Mansion. Mm. There's nods to Jumpman. There's Baby Mario. There's so Zelda as well. The... Very briefly. Very briefly. Yeah. Like you just blow into this and it and it plays a song. Or yeah. Did Mario briefly become Paper Mario at some point? No, but he did become a cat and a tanuki. A cat, right, and yeah. uh, there was like all so many things that they were just like you didn't even linger on it long enough for it to be like mm. rec like register in our brains. Mm. But like I kind of wish that they'd done less and made it more of an actual movie like it yeah. felt like it was like just a bombardment of nostalgia and easter eggs and i did appreciate it like i was like huh, nice because like every single character in the movie was a reference to something it's the leonardo dicaprio like meme yeah where he's that. yeah pretty much yeah. like there was there was Jumpman, and then there was the Wrecker crew from like the second Mar the Jumpman game. Mm. He was in it, and like there was just like I say, everything was in this game. And I do kind of wish that they just like taken a few little bits out and mm. given us more of a story. Mm. Because like I say, it's the perfect kids movie. Mm. But as someone who really likes animated kids movies and when i mentioned the trolls movie in the car on the way home from the cinema my boyfriend got very upset with me he said that's not a reference you cannot say that and i was like well trolls movies are good kids movie so get on my level but that has a story that i feel like has an arc that finishes at the end of the movie and a kid can appreciate it and an adult can appreciate it but this movie it felt like a kid could watch the movie and they'd appreciate the story but an adult was only there to see Mario and see the bits see that the they recognize the from yeah. Mario. That's the only thing that about yeah. it that I thought was like, um, uh, fine, it's a movie. You can call it a movie. It's an hour and 45 minutes long, but it is not objectively mm. a good movie. Chris Pratt's voice. Well, that was going to be my next question. Mm -hmm. Not bad. Mm. Not bad. He does sound a lot like Jerry Seinfeld. He does. Right. At several points. Yeah. Uh, and he What's does... the deal with Goombas? Where it's sort of like, what do you mean you've done that? He, he, there's a lot of sort of like... Yeah. Yeah. Sort of voice in it's there. It's not something we've never heard before, that's for sure. No, it's not. But it's not, it's not just his voice. Mm. No. There were several points where I was like, that... 
I wasn't actively thinking that's, that's Chris, Chris Pratt. Pratt. Mm-hmm. Whereas for several of the other characters, I was thinking that's Seth Rogen. But I was absolutely <laughs> fine with that. But to be fair, Seth Rogen didn't hype up his performance no. and wasn't under as much scrutiny. So Seth yeah. Rogen did the Seth Rogen laugh, oh, so which good. actively made Kieran uh, like out loud sigh and then giggle to himself because it was just so Seth Rogen laugh. Just Donkey Kong rearing up and then just goes. <laughs> <laughs> for God's sake, it's it's really silly. Uh, visually fantastic yeah like, looks, very, very animation pretty. wise like looks excellent the musical remixes oh my God, all the music including was so good elements of several mm. soundtracks really like, really good every single time there was like a little bit of mario i had the stupidest grin on my face <laughs> like towards the end it's not really a spoiler they get the star and it does the like but it's like not that like the way they do it is is so clever like the way they've mixed the music in is so good and that was the one thing that i was like every the whole time i was like wow the music in this game is in this movie is great like it's really good jack black chews up every piece of scenery available like right. it, he really does just go full jack black I at bet. several yeah. points and and mm-hmm. it's it's great like i i had no issue with that at all um and it was the humor was pretty much purely derived from just slapstick like mm-hmm. oh sudden he gets hit with something <laughs> he jumps on the crate and bashes his head or exactly. whatever yeah, pretty much yeah it's uh, it, it's it's a such a fan service film that Ashton's right. It didn't feel like there was really... The story was of little consequence and we didn't really get enough time because you're coming into it and it's like, that's Toad, that's Princess Peach, Mm. that's Mario. And some of them got a bit of backstory, Mm. but none of them really got enough bonding time for for them to, like, for there to be a real, really sincere connection between the characters. You could argue that that's not necessary because that's what the past 30 years of Mario have been for. Mm -hmm. But in terms of it being a, a film in its own rights that's introducing these characters to you, I don't feel like it did a very good job at that. They teased a second movie right. at the end. Uh, to save you having to sit through all the credits, it's Yoshi in an uh, egg. Okay. Hmm. You hear the little... And I kind of wanted like the egg to hatch. So you do that again? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good, eh? That's pretty good, yeah. Great. I really like wanted needed. to like the egg to crack and just sit to go... Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I was really hoping Waluigi would would do something. Well, I, that was probably like because they need villains as well. I guess yeah, yeah. I just want to recycle Bowser. But the thing so. about it is that for this second movie, like they they've kind of painted themselves into a corner a little bit because at one point in the movie, Peach says, "Another human. I've never seen another human. Mm. I'm the only one here. I don't know where I came from, but mm. here I am." And you're like, "Okay, well, there's actually quite a lot of humans." that we know of in Mario law. So how are they going to appear? They're going to have to have their own little thing. And me and uh, Ben were joking on the way home that there's a a Lumos in the um, thingy, in the movie. And at one point, Peach says... There's a whole galaxy out there. And we were like, the YouTuber like, thing would be like, what's going to happen in the next Mario yeah. movie? Mm. At 51 minutes, she says, yeah. galaxy. We're doing galaxy next. Yeah. And I was like, good. I can't wait for that. But like I say, there's loads of stuff. Like, yeah, I'm like, what are they going to do next? Because they've literally done everything. They've packed everything. so much into this. They're, they're going to have to rely on these characters now. Mm. That yeah. they've, they've not really built up all that much. But... That Charles Martinet is in it, and he—I he, saw that he was in the cast. Yeah, he plays both Jumpman and right. also uh, Mario's dad yeah. because Mario okay. and Luigi get some backstory 
in New York first before mm-hmm. they before they they start up like a plumbing business and then they get sucked down a magic yeah. pipe. Um, it definitely. It's a silly animated kids movie, but it did kind of jump the shark for me at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like after we've recorded this, we're going to have to record a little bonus thing to go before this discussion where we say we're going to be talking about some aspects of the film. So if you don't want spoilers, maybe don't listen. Yeah, yeah, that's true. However, if you're, if you, Peter, I know you're really excited. Do you Please don't. S- I would just want it to go the day after you. That's all. I'm, no, I'm no, actually going to just say what happens at the end of the movie right, now. Yeah, please do. Uh, so the entire of Bowser's gigantic lava spewing volcano f- airship thing that he's been using to invade the various kingdoms bursts through the magic pipe into real New York. Yeah. Crash lands in the street seemingly does like untold damage a lot to, of damage like so many deaths he crushes like Major tons casualties. of buildings oh my god and then they just have like a light-hearted fight in the street and everyone comes out in the end and goes yeah well done mamma mia you could have a drink we'll get onto that in a second anyway <laughs> yeah. i'm getting ahead of myself uh but yeah everyone comes out and applauds and i'm just thinking there would the overwhelming <laughs> military response to this situation yeah. would would change the tone of this, this event. at the beginning of the movie, there's a water main break that's making major news and is like an actual issue that they're having. And then in that same spot, later at the end of the movie, an entire ginormous spaceship crashes into New York from the underground. Yeah. And then okay. at the end of the movie, they're just back in the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, they just hop between. And just like there's no, living there. No one's like, oh my God, what is that Mushroom Man? Yeah, uh, there's a giant there's, sort of... There's a turtle breathing turtle fire. Dragon. <laughs> Everyone's just like, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> Woo! You uh, got but, him. But seemingly only Mario and Luigi are the ones who can jump between the two realms. There's like a, like a half-hearted sort of love story between Peach and Mario, but she's just sort of like... Uninteresting. They have, I think, maybe two conversations <laughs> yeah, like that, yeah. the entire movie. and, and She that's tells it. him where she's from, which is she stumbled out of a pipe when she was a baby and the toads raised her to be the princess. Right, yeah. Um, and then later on, she's like giving him a bit of a pep talk, mm. saying, you, you don't know how to quit, and that's a good thing. And then later on, Bowser says, you don't know how to quit. And he says, yeah, I've been told that before. And then... (laughs) (laughs) Just like that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And, I mean, we joked afterwards that you could have a drinking game for the amount of times they say Mamma Mia. They say Mamma Mia a lot. A lot. And, like, I was a bit upset because the two bits from the trailer, the off to the mushroom kingdom kingdom and the let's go didn't happen in the actual movie and I was Didn't really they? upset about it. Like, oh, I was like, oh, we're about to fight Donkey Kong. That's where Mario says, let's go. But he didn't say that. So... So in summary... In summary... It's crap, but like in a in a really enjoyable sort of turn your brain off if you like Mario, if you want to take the kids to the cinema to see something, mm-hmm. you're going to enjoy it sort of way. Yeah. Uh, but not for me crap in I enjoyed it as much as I did Uncharted because that was just one shark jump after the next yeah. in terms of how rubbish that movie was. Yeah, uh, I would not tell someone to pay and go and see it at the cinema. If they were, not, if they were unsure, I would say, just wait. It'll come out on something. It will be out on something. What do you think its implications are um, with the... Perhaps slightly uh, ebbing idea that video game movies are bad. You know, Sonic has already done a little bit to help 
you know, mm. get us away from that idea. Um, and what else are we, are we uh, I guess, sort of Detective Pikachu, if you can call that a video game yeah. movie. Mm. You know, it's been a better time in recent years than it ever has been. Uh, do you think this helps or hinders the idea? I think um, the production value for mm. video game movies are getting better. Yeah. I yeah. think there's more interest. I think this will make a lot of money, mm -hmm. just like the Uncharted movie made a lot of money because I think the video get the fact that their video right video game movies are not improving in quality no. yeah. but they are improving in value to studios mm. yeah. and right. so if there's a big enough ip they will throw enough money behind it so that you can at least go and see slash hear well-known actors represent your mm. favorite video game personnel mm. but with a high budget i yeah. think this movie is less about the star power of who was in it than uncharted was because i think uncharted would have done bad if it didn't have tom oh, holland yeah. in it yeah. this i think i almost feel like maybe would have done i mean we don't know how it's going to do yet but i feel like more people would have been to see it if it didn't have chris pratt in it um yeah, i think some people possibly. are actively not going to see yeah it it's one chris of the reasons pratt. i don't want to see it is because chris pratt's in it i also i'm not actually a big seth rogan fan either so no, um, i kind of find him annoying unbelievable but i um i don't necessarily like i would not say that this is an improvement in quality from other video game movies we've seen i just think because it's animated it gets away with more yeah like yeah. i don't necessarily think it is i not having not seen welcome to raccoon city I could not say that this was potentially better than what was a bad movie, but I think it's animated and it's aimed at kids, so it gets away with more than a movie like Raccoon City, which was not animated and not aimed at kids. So I think, I don't know if it's an improvement on the genre, but also it's a movie for kids, and if if an animated movie does well, then there will be probably more animated yeah, movies on the, the horizon. Yeah, the value of the genre, if mm. nothing else. Okay, well, yeah. okay. If you have sat through all of that because you didn't care about spoilers, then let us know what you think about the Mario movie below. Maybe you've already seen it and you just wanted to hear us talk about it. Uh, mm. What did you think? Try and keep spoilers out of the comments, though, if you can, because I'm sure some people have not seen it yet. Use code words. Like see it. Yeah, code words, sure. Uh, thank you for listening slash watching. And uh, Peter's going to tell you where you can interact with us if you want to. YouTube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. We do videos on YouTube and we stream on Twitch. Uh, occasionally we may still be streaming on YouTube for special, special days, but uh, Twitch uh, day to day. Um, when we're streaming on Twitch, we're modded by Lord Brotovich, Trialing Badger and Mr. Black. And if you've got Amazon Prime and you're already paying for it at no extra cost, you'll be able to redeem a subscription to us on Twitch. Um, it's all part of the bundle. Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump for video and live stream announcements, legacy video content, Twitch stream highlights of the week, all kinds of things uh, put there by us and our community manager, Fraser. We've got TikTok, which is TikTok.com forward slash at Team Triple Jump, where Ashton puts the TikToks. They're great. And Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. There are loads of tiers available on our Patreon. So if you have a look at them all, decide which one might work for you if you fancy supporting us via Patreon. And uh, you get to do things like see Worst Games Ever early and do podcast-related things as well. So check them out. We have a website. It's triple J-U-dot-M-P. spells uh, jump. It's very clever. Mm. Uh, if you want to join Discord, shibble.jup forward slash Discord. Chat with our wonderful community. And if you are on Discord, you're modded by Jack, Joe, Tori, and Hollowise. And I tell you to do something, but you will do it, all right? Mm. 
If you want to listen to the podcast in its audio form, so go to project.map forward slash podcast to catch up on any of our live stream VODs, which we will still be uploading on YouTube, I promise. Go to triplej.map forward slash VODs. And to book a cameo from any of us or James Jenkins, go to triplej.map forward slash cameo. And lastly, if you want to get some sick and cool merch like this, like this, like this, like, like this. That. We've got loads of these available. Buy them, please. Please. Um, go to triplejumpshop.com and make sure you're following at Triple Jump Shop on Twitter for the latest merch announcements. Please buy the merch we have on the website because we can't do any more until we buy those because we have lots of them. Yeah, we've got lots of logo merch, which was an intentional decision to be yeah. clear. But mm -hmm. if you want some new designs, which you know we want to bring you, then help us out. Buy some logo merch. Mm. Uh, well, I'll follow Peter and Ashton on Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and myself just on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Thursday being the joint stream Blaze it. on Twitch as well. All of them on Twitch. Got to find out a better way to say that. Worst <laughs> Games Ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier Sunday for everyone else. The podcast every Saturday and we do shows all the bloody time. Why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms and we'd really appreciate it and it's free. So thank you. Few things out this week, potentially. Yeah. yeah. Today is Thursday, time of recording, and we have a finished version, first draft of our next ranked list. So I need to check it today. And if there's anything that is changing, and he's changing in time for tomorrow, probably would be the day it would go out. Mm. So there may have Sunday. been. Sunday. Or Sunday Sunday would, would yes. be the day. And okay. it's a banco. It's a banco tomorrow, so no one's at work. Don't call it that. <laughs> Uh, so in that case, uh, Sunday, tomorrow, there may be a ranked list. There might not be if there's not time to get it done. But there you go. Uh, have a look out for that, maybe. <laughs> yeah, if then, not next week. Definitely next week. Yeah. If not this week. We also have a, another great video from James Jenkins. So we were talking about the E3 one earlier. Well, this one is about the Google Stadia. And mm. it's what went wrong with Stadia. And that should be out already. Yeah, on the channel. That's the Friday, Friday night. We'll be out on Friday. So check that uh, one out. James did a good job. video. So if you want to learn the ins and outs of what went wrong with Google Stadia, tune in, watch it, share it, tell your friendos. Mm -hmm. And finally, of course, check out the WWE 2K23 brand deal, sponsored, pay-per-view, but free to view. Uh, what am I trying to say? Video. St video on the Coltolic YouTube channel, which is an edited down version of what we streamed on Wednesday. We'll share it on social media. We will. We will. It's going to be dead good. And so we, check will it out. we add it to a playlist on the VODs channel? Yeah, we'll put it in the joint stream playlist on the VODs channel. So we even will. if you are not capable of navigating over to the Coltolic side, you can still find it in the joint playlist. Mm-hmm. Mm on the on the bots channel so there we are thank you so much for watching slash listening everybody ashton do you have the sponsor there one last time after we do again it was yes. okay. <laughs> well it's the super mary rose like the sauce you put on a prawn cocktail movie meal from mcdonald's brilliant that's it look after yourselves everybody we'll catch you next time bye, bye. bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 